Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. When the COVID-19 pandemic took hold across the country, there was an unexpected conflict. What to do on Sunday when people want to gather and worship, especially during a time when hope is needed the most. Most houses of worship were forced to shut their doors to combat the spread of the virus. Then church leaders got creative. The turning point was I knew that I couldn't feel the people, and I knew I couldn't feel God. That's Jay Cotton, pastor of Corey's Chapel. Because he put me here, and when he put me here, he told me that I will equip you for everything that you need, and he most definitely has done his job. So, like schools, church services turned virtual. Glory to God. He is worthy. Right there in your living room. Wherever you are, you make it a sanctuary. Trev Evans is staff pastor at Econania Christian Center. The, the virtual world has, has become primary the way that we do church now. And so it caused us to have to improve. Things that we say, oh, we get to it down the line. We, it came right to the front door. So what does this mean for the future of our religious services? I'm Emily Severidge, and I'll talk to Not On Your Side's Aaron Dean to discuss virtual services and how the crisis has actually brought people together, even as they worship at a distance. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The State Of here at WNCT. This is a new segmented podcast that we're doing to really dive into the different aspects of our society that have really been affected over this past year from the pandemic. So we've talked about the state of farming, the state of hospitals, the state of education. Today, we're diving into the state of churches, and I'm joined by, and not on your sides, Aaron Dean. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Emily, thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much much for for joining me and for covering this story about churches because this has been this was one of the first places that really closed their doors at the beginning of this pandemic um and closed and they're still closed for in person um so how did that affect church leaders and congregation members separately you know what was the effect these people had in in losing this kind of outlet Well, you know, with the pastors that I spoke to in this piece, you know, they said, and I asked them, I said, so that last Sunday before everything shut down, I said, did the service feel any different? Did you have an inkling of what was going to happen? And the, the, across the board, they said, we had no idea. I think just like everyone in every part of life, we were just like, oh, okay, it's going to be this little two to three week shutdown and then we'll be back to normal. Um, But it just kind of just just knocked everyone (laughs) off their feet. Um, And I think the biggest thing that has really been a challenge for these churches is just simply um, staying connected. Yeah. You know, and that's just been a thing for all of us is just staying connected in some kind of way. For sure. And that, that is something I want to talk about because um, technology has mm-hmm. been a major part um, for many of these places that have had to shut down in-person activities. And this is something that the church leaders that you spoke to adopted into their services and spreading their message. So what sort of social media, what sort of technology have they been using to reach these new audiences, reach their congregation? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, really diving deep into brand new social media strategies. Um, 
utilizing Facebook Live, utilizing um, Zoom, any kind of broadcasting technology these churches have invested in. Mm. Um, some churches have gotten all new soundboards and audiovisual equipment, um, even hiring staff. You know, to work these things and, you know, trying to gather volunteers to really man these things. Because one thing one pastor told me was, you know, they knew that, you know, here we are in the age of technology. We're in it. But when it when it was coming full swing, they're like, oh, it's going to be down the road, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But that road really came, (laughs) you know, right now. And so they had to just jump right into it in order to survive. Definitely. Well, would you say that from speaking to them, is this something that they've been able to do successfully is implement these technologies into their services? And is it something that they plan or they hope to continue on um, after this pandemic is, you know, over or we're back to that so-called old normal? Yeah, um, I would say. At first, like anything, it was probably just trial and error. Right. Um, that's what they've told me, you know, trying to figure out what works for them and how, you know, things go. Um, but over time, it has been successful. Right. Um, especially for small churches. One of the small churches I spoke to is over in Winterville, Corey's Chapel. Um, their pastor was telling me how, you know, they may have like a little under 100 members, but they've seen a couple hundred tune in, you know. Wow. Their reach has grown. Mm-hmm. Churches' reaches have grown because now they're they can access anybody from anywhere across the world. So, um, I, I would it's been it's been a positive in yeah. that area. I was gonna say because that I, I feel like because they're able to reach these new audiences, they're growing their congregation. They're growing yeah. their you know, the their people they're spreading. Yes, they're spreading mm-hmm. their their message to more and more people that, you know, a lot of these places that have had to adopt new technology and new ways to reach their community members. It seems like a lot of these have been so successful that it's something that's going to continue on, hopefully, oh, yeah. that it, because it really it's, it's bringing so many people together that that normally wouldn't have been. It's just really amazing. Um, another thing in your story that that you talk about that I find super interesting, and this is just something I have found fascinating throughout this whole pandemic is the topic of touching. And, and you, yeah. you mentioned it in your story a little bit. One of the pastors, you know, speaks about. You know, um, yeah. it it's going to be interesting, yeah. I think, especially, yeah, in church, you do, there's a lot of practices that involve physical touch, mm-hmm. um, whether it's communion, baptism, um, prayer, whatever it may be. And churches are going to have to find ways to still conduct those practices that are part of their doctrines, but also try to do it in a, in a different way as we continue right. to navigate ourselves out of the pandemic. Um, I think once we're in the clear, whenever that day may come, mm. um, I don't know what it'll look like for them. And I don't think they do either, but they are hopeful. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on that about, you know, because that's just been a topic in general over the pandemic is, you know, after, all of this has kind of died down and we again back to that old normal will handshaking will hugging will touching be a thing of the past will it even exist anymore because people have gotten so comfortable kind of being in their own little bubble and not touching honestly i i don't like handshaking (laughs) so i hope that's in the past i I really honestly do um but i think it's it's going to be a different normal i think people are going to want to we're humans we need those things. Um, but I think we're, we'll do it 
differently. Yeah. For sure. And from the people you spoke to, you mm-hmm. know, obviously these are people of faith. These are people of God. You know, when it comes to difficult events in life, difficult situations, you know, a lot of the time it can be difficult. It can almost hurt your relationship with God. Yeah, you know, you feel, faith. yeah, test your faith. You know, did any of these people express to you that in any way that this pandemic really tested their faith yes. or, or did it bring them closer to their faith and bring Both. them closer? Yeah. The test brought them closer. Mm. Um, it, it was an adjustment for everyone. Um, you know, pastors are used to preaching to people in right. the pews. Now they got to preach to a camera. Um, and the two that I spoke to, you know, they feed off of their congregation's energy. So it's just like, you don't know what that energy is on the other side of the camera. Cameras don't give you energy. Um, they're very stationary. Um, but yeah, at th- but the turning point for them was remembering you know, their, their, their mission and their purpose mm-hmm. as ministers, you know, those called to preach the gospel. And it, it, it's been a challenge, but not all challenges are bad. Yeah. You know, and I think this was a good challenge for them um, based off of, you know, the things that they've told me and they are much stronger leaders now. Um, they're much more realistic, but yet still optimistic and they still hold that faith at the same time. That's amazing. Well, I think that's all the questions that I had for you about uh, your state of churches um, story that you covered. Was there anything that I didn't ask that, that, you know, really stuck out to you about this story, about the people Um, that you talked to? I would say um, talking to the pastor at Corey's Chapel in Winterville, you know, when we talk about technology and social media, one group that's always talked about is struggling to kind of jump on board are older generations. Mm. Um, But he said that, you know, he's had, you know, older members of his church hop on Facebook, get Facebook pages, you know, join Zoom calls, all those things. And it's, it's surprised him, but that surprise has been a blessing to him. So Mm. that was, that was probably a pretty cool part of the story. That's awesome. Connecting, but connecting in, in new ways in different ways than before. Definitely awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for, for covering this story and getting to speak to these church leaders and congregation members. I know it's super important to continue to check in with people in mm-hmm. all aspects of, of this pandemic and in all different walks of society and making sure that, you know, we're all still doing okay and we're all still in this together and there is going to be, you know, another side to this. It's just not here yet, but um, thank you so much. And, and remember guys to, you know, thank people who are continuing to work throughout this pandemic. Thank the people oh, that, yes. you know, are continuing to struggle. Students who are, are getting through hard classes, teachers uh, and, and, and pastors who are having to teach and, you know, preach through a camera, you know, it's difficult for everyone. So remember to just be kind to everyone and, and we'll get through this together. So Uh thank you guys so much. Very Ellen DeGeneres of you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And join us next week, you guys, for another State of from WNCT. Thanks so much.